Hello, 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 and welcome to Mav Splained, where every single day we're diving deep into a different topic. Every single day it's Mavs, but every single day it's new. My name is Bobby Crell. I'm from Mavs Digital. Joining me today is a familiar voice on this here show. Uh, if you don't know him from this show, he's also on Locked on Mavs. He's on Twitter. Uh, he's basically everywhere basketball is. You can always find him. He is Isaac Harris. What's up, Isaac? What's up, Bobby? I'm super excited to talk about some uh, Luka Doncic basketball. You texted me about this uh, topic, and uh, it got me down the uh, highlight rabbit trail, uh, or rabbit hole, whatever you want to say. And, uh, it could be a rabbit just, trail, too. Either yeah, way. Yeah, whatever. It's still a rabbit. And uh, I, it just, I miss basketball, but then just watching highlights, it just made me miss it even more. So today's topic is the kind of topic that is going to make you miss basketball, I think. But I'm glad you mentioned the highlights because every single game uh, that Luca has played this season, his highlights are up on the Mavs YouTube channel. So if we start talking about something and maybe you missed, maybe you forgot uh, some of the things he did, just Google it, man. Go watch the highlights. The topic of today's episode, Isaac, like you alluded to, is our favorite Luca games from this season. Uh, each of us got to pick one. We'll also list some honorable mentions, but uh, kind of kept the the criteria vague. But uh, what I used, I guess, to judge and to select mine is like a combination of obviously the numbers have to be good, but I think more importantly, if you were to like pull a stranger off the street who had never seen Luca play, and uh, you know you plopped him down in a chair and had. 30 minutes to show them part of one game that could like fully kind of sum up the Luca experience and hopefully impress that person. Uh, what game would you choose? And so that's kind of how I thought about choosing mine. Uh, what was your thought process for choosing yours? And then also what game did you choose? Yeah. The criteria, we didn't have really a criteria for it because I feel like a lot of people would look at it and say, all right, well his best game in your opinion would have to be a win. Right. And, for me, it didn't have to be a win. So uh, I looked at some of these games, maybe some higher stake games, uh, maybe some matchup type games. Obviously, you said numbers had to be there for sure. Um, but yeah, so th- my top three games for him was two of them were losses. So uh, only one of them resulted in a win. But I'm going to go with uh, for me. It comes down between the two Lakers games. Uh, I say the, but there was two Lakers games. One ended in a win. The other ended in a loss. But I'm actually going to go for the one that I was in there in person for. And this was a loss and a heartbreaking loss to Dwight Howard holding Seth Curry. But uh, this Uh, was... Isaac, it was officially a Danny Green three to send it to overtime. (laughs) So uh, just want to point that out. Is that in the last two-minute report? Yes. I love last two-minute reports. But uh, this was at home Lakers and I got to, so my dad lives in Kentucky. He came in uh, to town to Dallas uh, during that week and took him to that game. My dad and I were like, I don't know, 15 rows off the court. We're super hyped. He, like, he got me into basketball. So like, this is why I love the sport of basketball was him. And he took me all these Pacers games growing up. So it was, we got, he'd never seen LeBron play before. So that was really cool for him too. And seeing a lot of Jordan and stuff growing up. And so us experiencing that yelling at the refs together, seeing this Luca versus LeBron kind of in Dallas, the atmosphere in that arena was just absolutely absurd. 
It was an overtime game. Uh, on top of that, he had this, I mean, this massive step back uh, to the uh, left wing on Anthony Davis that he drained this three-pointer. Uh, yeah, just Luka in these big moments. He, and it, one of the things with Luka, I mean, this is obvious, and we're speaking to the choir here, but his biggest plays are not always buckets. It's some of some of the craziest passes that he had. And that at the end of that fourth quarter, he had that driving kick out to Dorian in, in the corner there. And Dorian drained it, and I was super hyped. And we were yelling and screaming with everyone in American Airlines Center. And, yeah, I mean, Luca finished that game with 31 points. Uh, yeah, he had 31, 15, and 13 in that game. And even though it was a loss in overtime, I, I think looking back on it, I think that's one of the first games that come to my head uh, when thinking about his top games of the season. And that was also the game where afterward LeBron said, "You're a, you're a bad mf'er." And, yes. Uh, yeah. You know, it was it was right at the beginning of the year. I want to say it was both teams' fifth game, and so the LeBron AD sort of thing in LA was was still new and still kind of like you know I guess it is still new. It's their first season together, but it was extremely fresh. Um, you know, the Mavs were kind of catching people by surprise. It was on national TV, uh, and like you said, Luca made some really, really good passes. Not only the play to Dorian, uh, which put the Mavs ahead, I think, by two with like 30 seconds left or something, uh, but he also had a couple alley-oop lobs earlier in the game that were really nice. Uh, he hit LeBron with a step back, too, earlier in that game, and, and he and LeBron were kind of going back and forth at each other a little bit in the third and the fourth quarter. It was a really, really fun game, and it's it's a shame that it ended the way that it did, um, but... I mean, for a neutral NBA fan, that is certainly like that. That was it was high drama. It was it was really good theater. Uh, all in all, it was it was a fantastic game, and Luca was phenomenal in that game too. So I think that's a very good choice. I think and, that's a and very it good was choice. and it was the Lakers. Like, I mean, come on. I mean, how many of us like the Lakers? I mean, I don't like the Lakers at all. I never liked the Lakers. So the fact that it was against the Lakers, and then yeah, I mean, I, I don't I won't dive as much into this game, but you know, what a month later they go to LA and they beat the Lakers by 14 in Staples. He has the classic step back in LeBron's face. Then he stares at front row there in Hollywood. Uh, Luka did. And that was a game where he had, you know, he just had six points in the first half and he finished the game with 27, 10 and nine and huge win for them on the road. Lakers had won 10 games in a row. They snapped that streak in that game. And so I guess, I mean, technically, if I wasn't there for the home loss, I probably would give it to the the win in LA. But I don't know. I, I'm a little partial to that loss because I was just there and I was just, I was experienced as a fan and not really a media person. You know, what's kind of crazy is that uh, he had 27, 10, and 9 in L.A., and that was kind of like almost an average game for him. <laughs> like yeah. Below, below average game for him even That's with true. those numbers, which is crazy. Um, okay, so my game is a win because um, I am a, I'm a, a massive homer, unlike you apparently. Um, <laughs> and But but it's, it's a road game, but it's a game that I was at too. So I feel Ooh. like – I mean, I, I kind of agree with you that if you're – if you're at a game, even if it's kind of like tied with something else, like one of my honorable mentions is also one of yours. We'll get to that later. And that might be like the ultimate Luka game uh, for many reasons. But if you're at the game, it just adds something to it. You know, you can kind of like you, you get a better feel for what's going on. And uh, I don't know, it's just it's like easier to be wowed in person because you can really see like how incredible these guys are. Um I'm talking about the game in January at Sacramento. I want to say it was January 17th, maybe January 18th. Um, 
maybe earlier than that, maybe January 15th. I don't know. There's no way to find out, Isaac. Uh, but I know we were in Sacramento. It was the second night of a back-to-back. The previous night, the Mavs were in uh, Golden State and beat down the Warriors pretty good. But that night in Sacramento, uh, one of the things that I had kind of forgotten about until I really started looking at the schedule for this exercise is that was the night KP was supposed to come back. Mm -hmm. And so there was a lot of excitement, not only for KP, but also just the entire team to get him back because he'd missed the previous 10 or 11 games or whatever it was. And so, you know, they kind of had a little extra wind in their sails and then KP ended up not playing. And I know on everybody was mad at like me personally for talking about KP playing because like, you know, it was kind of understood that he was going to, um, but things happen and things change and all that stuff. And so then you're like, man, KP was supposed to play. And now the team is just on the second night of a back to back and they don't have him. So what's going to happen? Well, Luca went out and put on a freaking show, dude. This was the game where he finished with 25 points, 17 assists and 15 rebounds. I have never seen a game with as many assists um, in person, at least as far as I know. I've never seen anybody get more than that. But also the quality of the assists was just like eye-popping. I mean, he made he made this one assist in the first half. He made a couple laser beams just like he always does, but he made this one assist where uh, Maxi Kleba set a screen for him. Luca went to his right, and Sacramento kind of sent like one-and-a-half defenders or like one guy was right in Luca's face, and then another guy was kind of like hedging, and then another guy was kind of cheating over, and so there was like a, a like a maze of bodies in between him and the basket. But Luca just kept his dribble alive, took a couple extra dribbles, and I was like, "What are you doing? Where are you going?" Because he's kind of like tiptoeing the sideline, and then all of a sudden he just slings a one-handed bounce pass like forty feet on the money to Maxi at the rim for a dunk, and I'm like, "How did you see that?" And it happened on the same end of the gym that I was uh, sitting at, in like you know. At, uh, not court level, but like at the top of the lower bowl. Uh, so I had a really good view and I couldn't even see that pass. And like being on the floor, it's even harder to see because you have a seven footer in your face, you know? Uh, and then that was also the, the night where he made probably my favorite pass of his career, uh, on the right side of the floor, coming off a screen, a guy right in his face, maybe another guy that's kind of doubling him. And he just slings an over the head, kind of like hook pass, cross court, 45 feet right in Dorian Finney-Smith's shooting pocket, and he goes up and drains it from the opposite corner. And it was like, it was a road game. And, and you know, I will say there are a lot of Mavs fans at road games now, um, mm. noticeably more than there ever have been in the time that I've been traveling. And a lot of that has to do with Luka, of course. But even still, even Kings fans were like, well, I mean, there was like genuine oohs and ahs after some of the plays that he was making in this game. And the Mavs ended up winning 127-123. Uh, the Kings actually put on a pretty furious comeback at the end of the game. Um, and I think they like they had a chance to tie the game. They missed a couple shots or something. Uh, but like I said, Luka finished with 25 points, 17 assists, 15 rebounds. Uh, he was 0 of 5 on threes, but he was 9 of 10 from the free throw line. And so there's Let's something go. for everybody to love in that game. We can officially say he had a good game because he shot it well from the free throw line. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was just a, it was an awesome, awesome performance by him. Yeah. I remember just the letdown a lot of us had when it came out that KP is like the late scratch or he wasn't going to play in it. And we're all like, dang, like we're looking forward to it and all this stuff. And I did wonder about the players too, because you know, if they were waiting on that too, or they were wanting that and then 
bam, it's not going to happen. It kind of, you know, changes up some things. And in a way it feels like Luca just went out and was like, Hey, I'm just going to get everybody involved. They had six, you know, six players in that game and double figures. Seth Curry at 21 off the bench. And uh, yeah, I mean, Hardaway put up 18 and some of the passes. Yeah. That one handed pass when you're thinking back at, I mean, just, yeah, I want to say, I was going to say all time Luca passes, but uh, Luca passes over the past two seasons. He has a ton of them, but that one handed over the head. I mean, I don't even know how, how far that was, but to hit Dorian uh, in that pocket and Dorian hitting it too, that was, yeah, absolutely incredible. Did Marvin Bagley play in this game? I didn't know. Uh, no, he did. He did not play in that okay, game. Okay. I was like, uh, he did not play. Um, yeah, no, he did actually. He had twelve points, seven boards. Um, that pass was how wide is an NBA court? Forty, forty-five feet, something like that. Forty feet, and he was almost at mid court, and Dorian was on the corner. I mean, that was almost as far as you can pass it from one guy to another in the half court, and it was with one hand, kind of no look, like on the move, and it was just right on the money. Now there was a, another play in that game. It might have been right before that pass or something where he he tried kind of a similar thing and it went into like the thirty seventh row, and it was a it was a it was a pretty good blooper and uh, he made a pretty funny face. But yeah, dude, I mean he was he was obviously feeling himself last night or that that night, not last night. I mean maybe it was last night too. I don't know. But uh, that game, what really stood out too is not only was like the you know the, he had the flair and everything that really kind of defines Luca as a player, but just looked so easy it looked extra easy and that's not like a criticism of the kings the kings actually played pretty well i mean you know they were in the game at the very end but he just like didn't look like he was even trying and he yeah. had 17 assists and um his stat line 25 17 15 has been how many how many people do you think have have done that actually in the last um it's been 39 years, but let's round up to, to 40 and just say in the last 40 seasons, how many players have, have done that? Have um, that seven. Uh, that is way too high. Way too high. <laughs> oh, wait. Uh, three. Yeah, that is correct. Three wow. players have gone for 25, 17, and 15 since 1981. Those three are Luka, Jokic, and Harden. They've all done mm. it since 2016. Uh, I will give you... So two players did it in 1981. Um, I'll give you one of them, Magic Johnson. Dang it, that's what I was going to say. I will give you $1 million right now. Um, Tell me the team. No. <laughs> I'll, give you, I'll give you $1 million if you tell me who the other player was that did it in 1981. And, and you can't, don't even like pretend like you're not typing right now. I will, I will <laughs> come over there and, and kick your butt on camera. And share it with the world if you cheat. 1981. It was the 80-81 season. So, 80-81. Dang. I don't even know. Okay. uh, Let me say... Adrian Dantley. That's a good guess. I'm not sure that he was in the NBA in 1981. It was Michael Ray Richardson. That was uh, my second guess, but I went yeah, with Danley. Yeah, no, I, I was going to say, yeah, that, that's a good guess. Um, he went for uh, 27, 19, and 15. Interestingly enough, um, Magic's came in a loss. Uh, Michael Ray oh. Richardson's came in a win. Um, the other interesting thing about this is Luka achieved that stat line in 34 minutes. Um, 
<laughs> 34 minutes to get 17 assists. Not bad. Other players who have done that all time are Oscar Robertson and Connie Hawkins. Connie Hawkins huh. did it one time. Oscar Robertson did it seven times. So not bad. Of course. Not, not bad by the big O. Nobody else has done it more than once. And uh, Luca did that whenever he was the ripe young age of 20. So not bad. Um, really, really a good night. So what are some of the, uh, I guess, like the runners-up? What are some of the honorable mentions? Yeah, I mentioned the Lakers win. I think that was honestly one of my favorite wins uh, of the whole season was that uh, snapping that winning streak of the uh, of the Lakers there. But um, another loss was that Clippers one in January. And, you know, it was at home. Clippers came to town. Luka put up 36, 9, and 10. And I like the, just the end of that game. And, and like, I was – I hated that we didn't win that game, but he hits the stat back over Montrezl Harrell at, I think, near the top of the key. Nothing but net. Place was going nuts, and and this is another one of those things where I was there, too. But this was – I remember building up to that game, though. Like, a lot of us were really looking forward to that Clippers game because we wanted to see Luka against Kawhi, against Paul George, against Pat Beverly, see see him against these guys. And so – and he goes out and puts up that stat line, but – after he hits that three, you know, Clippers are up 108-105 this last possession. Mavericks come down. They swing it around to Luka. And down three, this is like Luka's time. Like, Luka could have took that shot, but he made the right pass. And he and he passed it to Tim Hardaway over on the right wing. And Tim Hardaway had an amazing look at it. He was wide open. It was the, the best play Luka could have made. And Tim Hardaway missed it. And, you know, the Mavericks ended up losing that game. But I think it showed, showed into who Luka – is as a player that arguably, I mean, that was a national TV game, I think, too, right? That Clippers game? I believe so, yes. Okay. Uh, Well, maybe. I'm not sure. I'm sure it was. I mean, it's the Clippers and the Mavs. I'm sure it was. Yeah. I remember some national people really talking up that game, heading into it, too. And it's just like, hey, Luke had had 36 points at the end of that game, and he could have took that shot, but he – he passed it to Tim Hardaway. He missed it. And I just love that that game going against Kawhi and those guys. Uh, so, yeah, that one's definitely up there for me. The Pelicans game at really beginning of the season, uh, he, put, he puts up 25, 10, and 10. Uh, Kenrich Williams just, I mean, he tries to guard him at the end of the game, but – uh, bless his soul. Uh, it was it was hard, but he he had this play. Luke had this play at the, in that Pelicans game to where he he drives past Kendrick Williams and he goes in and he shoots this like one handed like floater. It wasn't a hook shot, but it wasn't really a like a, a floater. It's almost like a line drive floater, like not Chandler Parsons live drive, but just a one handed shot over two guys, r- kind of on the run in the paint towards the end of that game. And I love that. And then he capped off that game with the the kind of sidestep step back high high banking uh three-point shot that uh he planned from the beginning that was an awesome game too that was the second game of the season and the Mavs had won on opening night and they win that game to go to two and oh and it was the first time they'd started two and oh I think in 15 years (laughs) which is crazy because they've been to the playoffs like you know 13 out of those seasons or something but um yeah I mean that was a that was a ridiculous shot, but that was that was more Luka Magic. You know, he had no yeah. business making that shot. And, uh, and like you said, that came after that Wizards game. That you know, him and Brad Beal battle opening night. He puts up thirty four nine and eight. He has this uh, crazy uh, blow past Isaac Bonga in that game. That was just a nasty quick dribble move. 
And we were talking before, you know, we hit record on this pod of like how long ago that feels like it happened. And that Wizards game, that Pelicans game, the second game of the season. And like, I mean, just thinking of these like Luca moments, it feels, yeah, it feels like some of them are yesterday, but then again, they all kind of run together because we haven't seen basketball in so long that watching those Wizards highlights, watching those Pelicans highlights, I encourage you guys, go, go to the Mavs YouTube channel, watch the highlights of some of these games. And you're like, wow, like I miss basketball so much, but it also feels like it was like three years ago at the same time. It's crazy. It's like a different lifetime, man. I mean, even like the Mavs Pelicans game from March feels like a really long time ago. And that was like three or four games prior to them stopping the season. It feels like like a lifetime ago. Yeah. The overtime game. Um, My honorable mention was, uh, or I guess is, it still is, um, when he went for 41, 12 and 11 in Mexico City against the Pistons. That was in uh, December, December 12th or December 14th, something like that. Um, he hit like, what, is it five threes in that game? He had, uh, he had six threes, six, threes. six out of 13 from three, a very Steph-like performance in that regard. Um, just had a couple just ridiculous plays. That, w- that was the game with the, the epic screenshot of him throwing up that super high lob for KP and celebrating. Uh, he had a couple step-back threes that were really nice. He had a dunk on a fast break to give him 40 points. He had a, uh, a couple behind-the-back passes to Dwight Powell. At one point, he went behind the back around Blake Griffin all the way to the rim and, and reverse laid it in right before the half. Um, it was just an incredible game, dazzling, and, and it was there was a lot of showmanship. I'm sure he had the juices flowing because it was in Mexico City. Before the game, he, he gave that speech, and yes. the crowd just lost their mind. Totally hung Blake Griffin out to dry there. <laughs> Very uncooled by Luka. Um, but it was awesome. I mean, everything about that game was awesome. KP played great. Luka played great. Seth Curry played great. That was kind of like in many ways sort of the high moment of the season. They were 17-7 yeah. and seven, uh, on top of the world. You're about to take on this really, really hard stretch of schedule. That was right before they played the top five teams in the East. Uh, and, and, you know, alas, Luka you know, sprains his ankle two minutes into the next game and and suddenly ever since then things were kind of like rocky for the rest of the season and still are uh so really like that's that screenshot of Luca giving the giving the lob to KP for the dunk was such a beautiful moment and it's come to like almost be a sad photo because it's a reminder of like simpler times and uh you know just whenever whenever things were okay in the world um but yeah it was a, it was that a really, play really was in that game yeah it was it was in that game and that was only that was KP's probably like second or third best dunk in that game because that was the same game where he stuffed one right in Drummond's face and it was yes. awesome. Didn't he post about this on Instagram a few days ago? Or yeah, he did actually. Yeah. He did. He he posted that photo and uh, <laughs> man, I mean, I had kind of forgotten about that too until we replayed that game on uh, on Fox Sports Southwest a couple weeks ago and and I saw that dunk and I was like, oh my god! I mean, he got him really good and that was like. That was kind of right when KP was starting to sort of get right again, you know? Yeah. And so that game was kind of like his coming out party, and uh, it was also Luka's just like complete domination. I mean, the Mavs won by 11. Luka was plus 29 in that game, and uh, it wasn't really that even that close. But, yeah, I mean, there's been a lot to choose from. If if I had opened it up to, um, to games from last season, mm. would any have, of them have come close to making the cut? Hollow Luka night, I think. Maybe, but otherwise, how looking? I mean, it was funny you you mentioned that. I was literally about to throw at you a similar question of like, what just Luca's career so far? What is the first game, first like moment that comes to your head? And 
for me, it's still that it's still that 11-0 run by himself against Houston. Yeah. Like that's still my favorite Luca moment quarter game, I guess. Just I, everything about that game when I think of Luca Magic, I continuously, yeah, we're two seasons in now and uh I just go back to that game. That for me that was kind of like his even though he had great he had good games before that, that was his hey, I'm a top 10 player in this league moment. And I'm here. I'm going to be here for a couple decades. So hopefully. And uh, that, yeah, I'll never forget that. So if that game had come against the Magic or the <laughs> T Wolves or something, it wouldn't have been, it would have, it would have still been special, but it wouldn't have been as cool. You know, yeah. the fact that it came against the Rockets definitely adds a, a little bit of zest to it, you know? Um, I still yeah. go back and watch those highlights. Like that's one of the only games that, you know, some of them like recently I'll go back and, and rewatch and see some different highlights or go watch a game or something. I have, I, that's, that's the single most like stretch or Luca highlight or any maps really highlight outside of like Dirk and 2011 stuff over the past like year or so. I'll go back and watch that probably once a month just to get hyped, just to experience that again and just relive all those memories and just that run by Luca and all those big time shots there and poor Capella and just everything about that. I, I, yeah, I could watch those highlights every single morning just to get my day going. And to think it came on the same night that we got two guys from the internet to come sing a cover song about him <laughs> is just incredible. It's incredible. There's, there's no other way to put it. That, that was one of my favorite nights ever in the NBA. And, and, and to think that that happened against Houston is just, it makes it so much better. Uh, I, I really, I just love that night so much. I love that night so much. Um, all right, well, this was fun, man, looking back on, on some fun times. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to do it again soon with, with modern games. I mean, I know uh, if you out there listening or wondering when is basketball coming back, well, I implore you, follow Woj, follow all these reporters, uh, you know, from ESPN and from all over the place. Um, you know, that this is obviously still a very serious situation and everything, but there's starting to be some whispers and, you know, there's starting to be kind of some good news and some optimism about this thing. And hopefully, uh, hopefully there will be basketball at some point here in the near-ish future, sort of. Uh, and, of course, if there is basketball, that means the Mavs will be playing. That means Luke will be playing. And uh, it'll be playoff basketball, which I'm still really excited about. And, and with each passing day, I'm getting more excited because it feels like we're getting a little closer and a little closer every single day. And I'm starting to get like the, the kind of the goosebumps and the, and, the, and, and the butterflies just looking forward to what will be. But, um, but yeah, man, this is good. Is there, is there anything else you want to add or anything you want to want to mention before we get out of here? No, I would just say that, you know, this whole pod's been about these big moments for Luca, and so far it's regular season games and man, we can't just looking back at 2011. And I recently looked back at 2003 and some of these dirt games and stuff. I cannot wait. You mentioned playoff basketball in which we're doing a, a pod like this a year from now or a couple years from now. And we're like, man, remember that Luca Doncic play in the playoffs, you know, or that, that game in the playoffs. So uh, yeah, you just talk about the playoffs. That just makes, uh, makes me get excited thinking about, these type of moments, these type of games, these type of Luka Doncic runs, but seeing those in the playoffs too, like that, that's going to be a whole different level. Dude, he's going to have one of those. KP's going to have one of those. And you never know who else on this team will. Somebody like Tim Hardaway, somebody like Seth Curry, Dorian even has hit some big shots. 
all it takes is just getting hot at the right time. And uh, the next thing you know, you could find yourself becoming a legend forever. Isaac, I don't know if I'm a legend, but I know that you are one. So I thank you for, uh, for giving me some of your time and, and reminiscing about some good Luka stories. Uh, what are your favorite Luka games at home? Hit us up. Let us know. I'm Bobby Corella on Twitter. He is Isaac L. Harris. Share maybe your favorite play, your favorite moment, maybe your favorite shot, uh, your favorite game overall. Could have come in a win, could have come in a loss, whatever. What's some feel-good Luka memories that you have? Hit us up, let us know. We'd love to hear them. I'd love to watch them. Like Isaac, man, I watch highlights all the time. It's the only thing that I have. It's my only connection uh, to the sports world at this point. So I'm down to do it all the time. Let's talk about some sports. Uh, In the meantime, he's Isaac. I am Bobby. This is Mavs Plane. And we will see you tomorrow.